0: What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What
1: do you got? I have an interesting story for you guys. And you guys Mm -hmm. are guys. So I actually, I was debating, to be honest. I was like, Lindsay, do you think I should do this story or not? So I read that California is. Can you
0: say that? Can you say Lindsay again the way you just said it now? Lindsay? Lindsay? You went,
1: Lindsay. Uh, Because I was going to call her Linz, and I'm like, can we do that? So I was like, Lindsay. Yeah, I call her Linz all the time. Well, yeah, but that's y'all. Like, I didn't ask. I don't think I asked permission. Anyways, so I was was asking her, you know, should I do this story or not? Because it's very woman-centric. Okay. Um, But anyways, I was reading the story that said that California is trying to pass this law to require... Public schools, so 6 through 12, and then community colleges and Cal States and UC systems to provide menstrual products for women for free. And on top of that, to stop taxing women products because we pay over $20 million a year. When we I did buy, not know that. Yeah. When we this is why home.
2: what you need to know is important?
1: <laughs> that so This we, is
2: something we definitely need to know because we did not know.
1: Yes. I didn't know that we paid over $20 million a year in taxes for those products that we need. We It's not a luxury for us to have them, you know? We actually need them. So I just kind of wanted to get your feedback. Like, I think this is super dope. There's a lot of women that have issues. Like, I actually have a, a friend who's a single father of a young daughter, and he called me. He goes, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to buy. Help me, you know? So it, I just, I kind of feel like... Sometimes the extra help is needed and they don't know where to go. So having schools provide things where the girls can kind of try and be like, okay, this is what I like is a good thing. And it's free. Like, why not?
0: Uh, yeah, listen, I cap, you can speak to this cause you've raised three girls. Um, you know, so I, I will defer to you and the ladies on this to, to an extent. My overarching opinion on this is uh, the ladies get the short end of the stick on a lot of things, including things that are happening, let's just say, in uh, other places with legislation. I'll just leave it at that.
2: Yeah, when you said the ladies get the short end of the stick, there's a lot of people driving around right now going, that's what she said. And it's probably true. She said that. Um, oh I, geez. Have, oh God. I, <laughs> I have raised three daughters. OK, and let me tell you something. I'm all for this. Because when you said, Laura, that we pay more than $20 million a year in taxes for these products, put me in that group of we. I'm part of that. I spend a lot of money on these products, by the way. And go in and buy them on my own and go to the checkout line. And I'm the only guy there with a box of tampons. It's not, you know, it's just, you know, like, uh, I got three daughters. So, yes, we spend a lot on these products. I'm in.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Linz, how do you feel about it?
3: I can't believe that we still have to pay taxes on those anyway. Mm-hmm. It's completely ridiculous and it's super unfair. And this is great. This is the best thing best thing to happen to women in a long time. It's a big deal.
0: Yeah, it is. it is a big deal. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right, so if you're just in your getting in your car, um, Clay Helton's been let go, and Dante Williams. Will be the interim head coach at the moment. He is the DB coach, defensive passing uh, game coordinator. Um, so he's the guy for now until we figure it out. I actually feel like Dante. And I, look, I I just had this communication with some people, right, on kind of the high school coaching level that are you know in tune with that. And you know, not not very many fans of Clay is the way that I'll say it. Not not. I don't mean that personally. They like him as a person, but it was like, hey, he just wasn't getting it done, and the kids love Dante, is what I was told. Okay. And he can see this particular person said Dante Williams, if he if he plays it out well and they finish strong here the rest of the way, he's going you know, he should get a shot at this because the kids like playing for him.
2: That is the worst reason. To give somebody a job, the really, worst. and the fact that the kids
0: that he, he's recruiting as one of the big recruiters on this team, right, like like him too, like you don't yeah. think that's a that that, that plays a factor because recruiting, reason.
2: yeah, the worst. Let me explain why. You to me. I'll, I'll explain. I,
0: I I'd love to hear this because Here. I think that listen, there are a lot of bad coaches in college football, but you know what? There's a lot of there's a lot of guys with a lot of winning records and that have accumulated a lot of wins because they recruit a lot of great players.
2: Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. It, there's recruiting, and then there's the kids like. Him.
0: No, no, no. The kids that he's recruiting like him. They believe in him. They trust him.
2: Let me tell you, George. I'm going to tell you a quick story here about my own experience. My sophomore year of college, our coach got fired. Okay? And they had an interim head coach. And USC fans will know the name that I'm about to say. And during a bowl game, so we had about two weeks of prep to play a bowl game, we got to, to be around this new coach as the head coach, not the offensive coordinator. And you know what we all did as players? Every one of us, we went to the athletic director. We went to the president of the university, and we were like, hire this guy. Hire him. We love him. Hire him. He's great. You know what happened, George? He got hired. And then you know what happened? We sucked. And then you know what happened? He got fired. And then you know what happened? Then he became the head coach at USC, Paul Hackett. Just because a bunch of 18- and 19-year-old kids really like a coach that recruited them doesn't mean that he's qualified to be the head coach. I don't know if Dante Williams is or is not. I'm looking at his resume and him getting a head coaching job right now would be pretty spectacular because he's been a cornerbacks coach, cornerbacks, not defensive coordinator, not defensive passing game coordinator. He's been a position coach since 2016. And by Mario
0: Cristobal was the offensive line coach at Alabama.
2: Okay, well, great. But you said that he became the recruiter, and he also worked under. He was Nick the Saban. big recruiter. And he,
0: by the way, Dante Williams is one of is the big recruiter and, here and he, at uh, and, at SC. And he,
2: he worked under Clay Helton. Is Clay Helton somebody that you would consider a great college coach? You go, wow. He worked under Helton. He's a guy. I mean, working under Nick Saban's a whole different deal. For the last five years, Arizona, Nebraska, two years at Oregon, and then a year at SC. Going from a cornerback's coach to becoming the head coach of a team, it's a big, gigantic jump. Well, now, we're about to
0: see if he can handle it, aren't we? Where he's I, and, getting, he's and, basically getting a test run. here. Yeah.
2: And I'm rooting for him. Hey, coach, go get it because this is your opportunity. But if I had to guess, USC is saying to themselves, let's go find the best person out there with the greatest track record of success. To your point, George, that the kids all know who this person is Let's go find that guy to take over our program, not hire just somebody who's standing in line when we decided to fire our coach. Well, but we're to talking consent. about
0: candidates. We're not talking about hire him. Like, let's see how it goes. But he's got to be on the list if it if it goes well.
2: If it goes well. And I hope that it and,
0: does. And by the way, it doesn't hurt that the kids that he's recruiting want to play for him. Because I'll tell you this. You know what? A lot of great quarterbacks left Southern California who wanted to be at SC but didn't want to play for Clay. The kid at Clemson, the kid that tra- that went to Miami, Jake Garcia. There's a lot of kids. Okay, this used to be the place where every quarterback wanted to go, right? JT Daniels didn't feel like he got a fair shake. He rolled out to Georgia. Look at what he's doing. There, look, there are a lot of kids, particularly at—I mean, at all positions, but particularly at that position, the five-star guys, particularly quarterbacks. They weren't coming to play for Clay Helton.
2: Well, So listen, find the guy uh, they'll play for. Yeah, that's right. And and is it Dante Williams? Today, here's what I can tell you. I don't know. Because okay. about that's three fair. hours ago, I'd never heard of Dante Williams. Okay. Well, if I'm being yet. honest. Yeah. Okay. So we'll find out. But, but because kids like a guy is not the reason to hire a coach, in my opinion and in my experience. Okay.
0: Well, I, I feel like the experience has changed a little bit. Oh,
2: there's no question it's changed. That was 30 years ago. I acknowledge that. I'm just telling you that we all ran to the president of the university and we all ran to the athletic director and went, this guy's awesome. I mean, they did that. Let me tell you something.
0: Butch Davis took a job at Cleveland and left the University of Miami. They did that for Larry Coker. They still won a championship. And they almost, they should have won a second had the refs not stolen from
2: them. Hey hey listen, here's another thing. You know, I'm I'm telling you Jack Del Rio, I'm using a name, okay? It's just a name that comes from the USC family. Does this work out all the time? Well, go ask everybody at Michigan how Jim Harbaugh's working out. Right? We all want I mean, you it don't to have to go be... that far. Here. Yeah, we all we all want it to be somebody who's from the family, and if it works then it's great. But if it doesn't work then it becomes embarrassing when you got to let your family member go. Yeah? And it happens.
0: Yeah. Oscar in Huntington Park Great call, Oscar.
2: Adam that, in L.A. That was excellent.
0: <laughs> What's up, Adam? Victor in L.A.
4: Hello. Yo. Are you guys doing? We're good, man. What's Hello. up? Well, first of all, I mean, and to be honest with you, I want Jack Del Rio like I want a hole in the head. Um, <laughs> that if I'm going to a-
2: the SC fam.
4: Um, if I'm, if I, if I wanted, I wanted to point out one thing, first of all, Howard Jones, John McKay, John Robinson, Pete Carroll, none of them went to USC. If I'm going to hire anybody right now that somebody they would know, and he's as untested as Jack Del Rio, I would go with paddle O'Hara. And frankly, I don't want paddle O'Hara. I want the coach at Cincinnati.
0: That Luke okay. fickle guy oh, okay. that Mike bone probably is going to hire anyway because that's what
2: he that's you know.
4: where he came from right well from. I want somebody I want somebody with a proven rock record of success mm-hmm. I mean for that matter I'd go get I'd go get um, Jeff Fisher before I'd get Jack del Rio oh, please.
2: oh my Come god on. Jeff Fisher really
4: before Jack del Rio yeah why yeah because Jack del Rio has no record of success what has he done besides being an assistant coach and hire coaches
2: well, let me ask you a question. Who's been the most successful coach in the history of the Jacksonville Jaguars? That was Eon. No, well, a, no, my, my point is has nobody has, an because has nobody really been because nobody has been successful. Been no, there's there's the, nobody that's been successful with Jacksonville. Look, I can tell you this, that Jack Del Rio had the Raiders going in the right direction, and Mark Davis was like, look, we're leaving Oakland. We, we're going to Vegas. We need something that creates a splash. He went out and paid John Gruden. Had he left Jack Del Rio, the Raiders might have had a different five – Four or five last years, Jack well, Del Rio tell, had that team rolling.
0: I'll tell you this: I don't know about rolling. I mean, they were six and ten, and seven and nine in between the years that they went twelve and four. So, well, I, he, I would, but a twelve and I would four year for the Raiders is, is unbelievable. Bit. Yeah, I mean, they had one good season there. That's it, All one.
2: Right. But but they fired yeah. him after that.
0: So, uh, here's what: right speaking that. of Gruden, by the way, yeah, have you looked? Have you seen that? Cleveland Farrell is is the Raiders are about to kick off here in a little bit? Cleveland Farrell, first round pick a couple years ago from yep. Clemson, inactive today, game yep. one.
2: That is because John
0: John Gruden and Mike Mayock have been a disaster drafting right.
2: this team. That's right. That's because somebody thought it was a cute idea to hire a guy who's a draft analyst on the NFL network and that he could easily just transition into becoming a general manager. And we've seen this happen before. You look at a guy like Matt Millen, who was a broadcaster, who became a general manager and it failed that miserably. Disaster. Whereas on the other hand, you look at a guy like John Lynch, who went from broadcaster to GM, and that's working out pretty well so far in San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Um... But yeah, I, a little different. Not right, everyone's going to hit, but good lord! All right, let me go to the phones here. What else do we have? Let me sneak in um, Jason and Downey. Jason, what up? What's up,
4: guys? Hey, you best believe I can pee in a bottle because I'm a mail carrier and I'm out here working 13 hour days. So <laughs> the Gatorade bottle <laughs> is your best friend, my 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 buddies. But let me tell you this, I, I like I like how you throw out the, going to go get Crystal Ball. Let me throw out another name that I think they should go and get Chip Kelly. I mean, up until two weeks ago, before they beat LSU. Bergman was on there whining and crying that he needs to win games. I guarantee you, if they lose on Saturday, he's back on the open market. I, I think his contract even ends after this season. So I figured, you know, he doesn't have to really move. He goes from one uh, one elite uh, college to another, so might as well. And if they don't go that route, um, I forgot who mentioned it on Mason Ireland. I like the Eric Biennium pick-up, too. That would be a really good pick-up. Have a great day, boys. You
2: too, man. All right, Eric Bieniemy. Okay, kid from L.A., who played at Colorado, who yep. had a really nice NFL playing career, who's yep. probably been one of the more famous assistant coaches because yes. he's got the number one player in the league in Patrick Mahomes. I'd Holm. rather have
0: him than Jack Del Rio, that's Okay, for sure. so would
2: I. So I'm not married okay. to Jack Del Rio. I was oh, there we go.
0: You've divorced Jack Del Rio. I,
2: that's it. I'm done with Jack Del Rio. I dumped him. Nice. Just like that. I'm done with him. That's it. Good. Done. Good. I'm out on Jack Del Rio. I'm in on Eric Bieniemy. I'm in All on right. Eric H- Bieniemy. A-
0: Eight seven 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 ten 710 espn if you want to chime in on this USC thing as uh, Clay Helton has been let like, go. Oh. oh, good Lord. I mean, it just feels like this has like been like a ongoing saga with SC. Um, it just never feels like it ends. It's just been a cyclical thing. Good Lord. All right, so we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll continue that. Uh, I also want to get into... Like how UCLA, you mentioned Chip Kelly, the caller, Jason, um, should be looking at this situation at the moment. And the Rams, oh boy, the Rams are looking good. So is Matthew Stafford. And I'm wondering
5: if Scott Kaplan is sweating a little bit. We'll tell you why in just a few moments. Stick around. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
0: This is random, but I'm watching uh, on social media. There's uh, like the Mets and Cardinals are playing, and there was a ball hit to the shortstop, you know, where he had to kind of turn around three, you know, 360 and throw the ball because he caught the ball with his glove and then kind of spun around and tried to throw to first, he hit the umpire on the side of the face oh. on that throw. Like, oh. the umpire wasn't looking, of course, because the umpire's looking at first base to try to see if the guy's going to touch the bag. And all of a sudden, imagine, you are not even—you don't even you don't even know, and this ball, just like a baseball, hits you right in the side of the face.
2: Damn.
0: I mean, he's bleeding right away. It's crazy. Wow. Insane. You Check it out on social media. You'll find it somewhere. Okay, It'll I'm be everywhere. return sure the game so. on. Uh, No, you don't have to do that. Um, Is that Marcus Mariota
2: running for the Raiders? It it, it was Marcus Mariota. This is amazing. The Raiders come out, and on the first play of the game, Mariota is lined up in the backfield to take a shotgun snap and seems to have a run-pass option, keeps the ball, and probably scrambles right up the gut for about 30 yards or so. Maybe more than that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was an RPO, and he just took off. So look at John Gruden getting all creative.
2: Tell you what, man. Derek Carr is okay, man, but I like this Marcus Mariota too. I'll tell you that right now, man. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right. Yeah. That wasn't terrible, actually. No, nah, it's it's a it's a third generation impression, George, is what it is. It's actually Frank Caliendo doing an impression of John Green. Yes. So yes. it's third generation.
0: Yeah. Well, Carr is back in the game now, so there's that. Tell but it, what, man, it looks Carr's like clearly they're the game. they're gonna do a uh, you know, the Mariota thing and they're gonna they're gonna bring him in for special moments. So now everyone knows that he's, he can potentially run, but clearly he can throw the ball too, so
2: there's that. i tell you one thing real quick, just one observation from week one of the NFL. I know we want to talk about the Rams, but this SC story has dominated today. Mm-hmm. Let me just say something. Tom Brady was right. All these single digits on linebackers and DBs, it's throwing me for a loop, man. You know? Like, for all these years, a linebacker had to be between this number, like, call it 40 and, like, 60. Or I'm just making up these numbers. Yeah. But like, now a linebacker can be number eight. I'm like is that is that a linebacker or is that a kicker i can't really tell i mean it's 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 kind of screwing me well up. i
0: mean you could kind of see where he's lined up so there's that
2: well you understand what i'm saying though just the number itself oh, is i know. screwing me I up it is okay well you can get used to it it's okay i'm gonna have to see if i like it after a few weeks you know right now we i mean one, we don't... did that with receivers like 20 years ago
0: so i mean eventually you can you can do it with everybody else you yeah, know remember Keyshawn wore 19 Yeah, that was 1996, dude. Yeah, but
2: I'm talking about like DBs wearing single digits. No, I get
0: it, but I'm saying like when Keyshawn wore 19, that was like unheard of.
2: Trying to think back to uh, 1996,
0: there was all the wide receivers were in the 80s, were number 80 something, Mm -hmm. and Keyshawn wore 19 and broke the
2: mold. All right, well, you got used to it, didn't you,
0: on receivers?
2: Yeah. DBs in single digits, driving me up a wall. I'm with Tom Brady.
0: Oh, my God. Anything Brady would have said, you would have agreed with Pretty it.
2: Pretty much. Well, except for one thing. What's that? Well, you don't want to get political. Okay, yeah, then let's not do that. <laughs> well, let's, let's definitely avoid
0: that. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, uh, 877-710-ESPN, 877 3776 if you want to chime in on the SC situation. So if you're UCLA right now,
2: Aren't you like, ooh, hey, what's up? How y'all doing over there? You are loving it right now if you're UCLA because within the last maybe week and a half to two weeks, Bill Plaschke has published two columns in the LA Times. One, celebrate UCLA, get behind these guys, jump on their bandwagon. That was one. And the second one was fire. Which, by the way, and I love
0: Bill. Hold on. But but I love Bill, but that's a tough sell. Okay, like there are a lot of USC fans here. Like they're not going to just jump ship. I mean, maybe you could talk to like the transients. There's plenty of those here in L.A. too. But good Lord. Come on.
2: Well, all I'm telling you is, is that like I'm saying, the last two columns have been one is jump on the UCLA bandwagon, and the other yes. one is fire Clay Helton now. And, by the way, one other note about this whole firing of well, Clay Well, didn't Helton. he
0: also say Trevor Bauer is an embarrassment? There was he, a third he column in somewhere. He, yeah.
2: he did say that, and he was right about that. But I just want to So say were you, line. by the way. Well, I've been trying to say this ab- about Trevor Bauer for weeks, but it's such hot stuff that no one really wants to touch it, and I can understand why because it's a very uncomfortable subject matter. But, you know, one thing that just kills me when somebody gets fired is when people do this. You know, he really didn't have the success However, he is the nicest human being I've really ever is. met on planet Earth. He is singularly the greatest human being I've ever met. I mean, there was Mother Teresa, but she's not even in the top ten anymore because but Clayton he is. Helton is the guy. He is the nicest really, person on the planet. He is.
0: he is the nicest. He is one of the nicest people you ever meet.
2: Okay, well, guess what? Football coaches probably shouldn't be nice. They should probably. Well, that's like what Nick I was Saban. just
0: going to say. Nice guy in that sport. Nice, nice guys finish last.
2: Yeah. Nick Saban's not such a nice guy. He's a great football. Oh my coach. God,
0: no, absolutely not. Neither is Urban Meyer, and he had a ton of success. So there's yep. that
4: mm-hmm.
0: in college, you know. So we'll we'll find out what the uh, what the the story ends up being. But you know that that's just it. By the way, speaking of that's just it, you know what I've realized, and I kind of talked to you about this the other day. I don't know if we did it on the air, but if anyone out there who's a parent has had to do the drive up pickup lines at an at a, at an elementary school, it's the most stressful damn thing ever. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> it is the most stressful thing ever. Today, they had an early dismissal day at my kid's school. So I'm like, oh, I got to be there early, whatever. And I'm like, all right, you know, I'll get there, you know, 20 minutes early. 20 minutes early, the thing was that the line was out for blocks. Yeah. I'm like, who, who are these people? Like, who, like, do they, nobody works? Like, nobody you know, works. I have a weird schedule, you know, like I work a very different job. But there's this many people that don't work?
2: Apparently so. Um, it always blows my mind. This is when of my kids were younger and I'd go to the elementary school in the morning. I drop my kids off. The number of adults that were already dressed and ready to go to work. So they've gotten yeah. up, they've showered, yeah. they've gotten dressed, they've eaten breakfast, they're out of their house and they're already dressed and ready. Me, I show up in a pair of flip flops, shorts, you know, beat up t-shirt. I'm just dropping yeah. my kid off. I'm going home.
0: Yeah. These Maybe people are already on their it. way out for the day yeah yeah yeah. but I would love to hear from other parents am I alone on the drop-off line or the pickup line being like super stressful in the you know in the morning or in the afternoon at an, uh, at an elementary school like but, I, Jordan, I find it to be as stressful a thing as I do occasionally because I don't even do it every day
2: gets but more it's stressful like, when your kids in high school and they don't drive yet and they can't take they can't drive themselves to school wait till you start driving your kid to a high school because then it's even more stressful because the other people they don't the want to be around you well that and there's other, other people in the cars are 16 17 and they're driving Right. And they're not great drivers yet.
0: Oh man. I didn't even think about that aspect yeah. of it, but
2: yeah. yeah.
0: Um so with the Rams, we talked about the Stafford thing. He was amazing. He literally had the best game of his career. Like he had 156 passer rating, which he had never done in Detroit. Uh three touchdown passes was fantastic. Um what was the other is there anything else that you saw that you were like, wow, that was pretty damn impressive?
2: You know what, the, the the performance of the defense, now look, let me say this, I know a lot of people are going to say, but wait okay. a second, this running back Montgomery had 108 yards on 16 carries. Yeah. That's true. Um, but there are some performances in this on this defense that I think are, are somewhat impressive. Um, and I think, you know, Aaron Donald, a lot of people just look at the end stats and they say, well, you know, did he sack the quarterback how many times? Aaron Donald, you know, Again, granted, Chicago ran the ball effectively, but he played a great game and made a lot of other people around him create plays, or he created plays for other people around him. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, dude, I mean, I get it. I understand why everybody just thinks he is the best guy in the secondary in the entire NFL. He made a few plays in this game, like back-to-back that were spectacular. There were a lot of other things that came out of this game, George, that, uh, that really impressed me. Most importantly for me, though, is this. When the Rams... When it seemed as if Chicago might get back in the game, remember, 16 plays, 81 yards, nine minute and 38 uh, second drive for a touchdown, as soon as it became 20 to 14, how were the Rams going to respond with 4:14 to go in the third quarter? Because the defense desperately needed a rest. Yeah, they, they came punched them in the mouth and they, and they got a touchdown, They made it 27, right. 14. And I think they scored three touchdowns, I mean, on three consecutive series. So for me, that was my big takeaway is the way the Rams responded.
0: All right, coming up next, we've got Radio Tinder, the most popular segment the last few months on this uh, radio station. Lindsey brought it over. Lindsey's here. She's going to play Radio Tinder with us. We'll be back in four minutes.
6: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained,
0: All right. Radio Tinder, what do you got, Linz?
3: All right, guys. So it goes without saying that Cristiano Ronaldo's return to Manchester United was going to impact the club immediately and in a number of ways. But one thing a lot of people didn't anticipate was the effect that he had on his teammates' eating habits. According to (laughs) goalkeeper Lee Grant, Man United is scared to eat dessert and junk food around Ronaldo. He said... Quote, usually on a Friday night, you got a few cheap things that you want to eat. You got some apple crumble or a bit of brownie and cream or whatnot. I tell you now, not one player ever touches the apple crumble in the custard. Not one player goes up for that brownie because everybody sits down and they looks at me and says, what has Cristiano got on his plate? So would you guys ever pass on dessert or something you really, really wanted to eat out of fear of getting shamed or judged by a coworker? Swipe left or swipe right. Sit down. I'll start oh. with you.
0: I would, uh, swipe left. Like no one's shaming me about anything. Um, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I also look, I love sweets, dude. Like that is, so here are my Achilles heels when it comes to food or beverages. Okay. Sweets pizza. Okay. That's pretty much it. And when I say sweets, I mean like chocolate mostly. So like chocolate pizza, you know, and like a good, you know, single bolt scotch, but outside of that, you know, I, I feel like I generally eat pretty well. I don't really eat pizza that often, um, as much as I love it. I do eat p- way too much chocolate, even if it's just like a nibble of something. Um, but I've, I've, I've now limited myself to a nibble as opposed to, like, eating a whole candy bar or something ridiculous like that. So, but, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not that guy. You can't shame me on food. I like what I like, so I'm in.
2: I'll swipe right. Um, you could shame me, no problem. And here's the thing. Um, if I'm playing with Ronaldo, okay – And he's the the top guy on our team. And I feel like I've got a responsibility to him. I want to do everything I can to prepare my body the best I can. So if it's Ronaldo, if it's LeBron, if it's Tom Brady, if you're one of the all-time goats and you tell me this is what you do every day, that's what I'll do every day. Seriously. I'm not joking. Not one bit. Well, I I mean, sure.
0: If I'm playing with him, maybe. But I I meant, I don't know, maybe, Lindsey, I interpreted it wrong. I meant like... On like a regular day. Well, yeah, it, I mean, like, like a I guess person?
3: you, yeah, you could yeah. do either way, you know. Hypothetically, like if it was like your fellow ESPN employees, and you know, you guys are all out together at a restaurant, or if you're in that situation and you're, you know, hanging out with Cristiano Ronaldo because you play with them, you could do it either way. I think mm-hmm. in both situations, I probably would let let people. I'm actually no, because I just love dessert way too much. And I feel like I'll be like, oh, I'll have half of a piece of chocolate cake. Somebody split it with me. And I would probably like guilt someone else into going in with me. <laughs> so I didn't, I wasn't the only like a hole. You yeah. know, That's you're going
2: to bring somebody down with you, is yep. what you're going to do. Yep.
3: Exactly. If I'm going yeah. down for the chocolate cake, you're coming
1: down with me.
2: Nice. Now now I'm now. going the opposite direction. I'm getting lifted up by the goat. That's what I'm going to do.
0: Laura?
1: I am swiping left, I think. I'm still not good with the Tinder stuff, guys. I'm not a big chocolate left person. Left is, is bad. Like, yeah, no, okay, negative. yeah, then no, yeah. negative. Yeah. Left, I'm not a big chocolate person.
3: Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, excellent. Sweets so, are my downfall. All right, so a few months ago, former UFC champion Jessica Andrade joined OnlyFans, which is an internet content subscription service, where she shared what she says is only four or five nude photos along with some other lifestyle content to make some extra money. And although the racy photos have since leaked, Andrade has no regrets because she's been able to pay off her car and her home in native Brazil, renovate her mother's home, and pay six months' rent in advance in her new Vegas home. Andrade said, quote, I'm 30 and my body won't look pretty for the rest of my life, so we have to enjoy it while it's nice. No one's going to want to see it later. Would you guys ever consider, I mean, you could do this hypothetical however you want. You know, now, you know, when you are 30, like her, whatever the case is, would you ever send someone four or five nude photos of yourself if you knew that you were going to make enough money to pay off your house and your car? Swipe left or swipe right?
2: I'll swipe right, and I'll say 100% for sure. No problem. There you go. There no you go. problem at all. If you uh, if you tell me that you're willing to pay me and you want to see me naked, um. We can do that deal. As a matter of fact, you don't even really have to to normally pay me. I'm just sort of, you know, I'm just sort of out there. I mean, you saw me last Friday at the (laughs) golf tournament. I mean, Chris Morales had me taking my shirt off in two seconds, Talked my shirt right off my back. But if you told me I could pay off my house and pay off my car and do all these other things with a few nudies, (laughs) I mean, yeah, for sure. They're yours.
0: Yeah, I I would totally do it if I had the look to do it. Yes, I would agree. I would also swipe right.
3: What if you knew that they were going to get out? They were going to be leaked to the public. Would you still do it? If I
0: look that good where people want to pay
3: for it, sure,
0: I don't
2: care. Okay. I actually think it would be the best thing that could happen in my career, very frankly.
3: <laughs> I mean, now?
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Like the uh, like the Kim Kardashian sex tape?
2: Yeah. That's what happened to her car, right? Look at, look, at, look at Mr. Dad Bod over here. Look at him.
3: Hey,
4: Dad oh, Bods right, are man.
2: in. Dad Bods are in. That's true. Is that really true? Dad Bods are in? Yeah. I
0: mean, I'm... they've kind of been in. I also feel like when people say that, it's usually about somebody super duper uber famous.
3: Well, I think bond. a lot of people got dad bods from the pandemic. Remember, like, Will Smith gained a lot of weight? Yeah. yeah. And I know he's he's probably since lost it. But, you know, I feel like that's just kind of how we are right now. Everybody's just in, like, we're still coming out of pandemic mode, you know. And most yeah. people either gained a bunch of weight or they got ripped. There is no in between. <laughs> I
0: lost weight. I mean, I didn't get ripped, but I did lose, like, a good 10, 10 12 pounds somewhere.
2: Wow, now. I lost what?
3: 12 pounds, too.
2: I would explain those push-ups you did the other day. That was
1: pretty impressive.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Laura?
1: If I look that good, pay me. I'm good. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I'll make some money. (laughs) (laughs)
3: All right. Well, Uh, speaking, speaking of fans, Shailene Woodley is somewhere right now relaxing, you know, watching the game while Packers fans, well, she was yesterday at least, were angrily tweeting about her on the internet. Because yesterday, the Packers offense was absolutely terrible for three quarters and Aaron Rodgers looked like he was pretty much disgusted with his team. It got so bad that he was benched for Jordan Love. Now, Packers fans immediately started blaming Rodgers' fiance for his poor play in the team's opening game. I know we all know Roger's relationship with Shailene Woodley has been very highly publicized, and a lot of people worried going into the season that she'd be a distraction. Do you think that she might have something to do with his poor performance in Week One? Swipe left or swipe right.
0: <laughs> it's left. Get out of here with this. <laughs> like people are so dumb. Like it, you know. There, we we did this thing with like. Um, you know, I mean, this goes way back, like, if you want to be a historian, right? Yoko Ono with the Beatles or whatever. Oh, like. yeah.
3: She ruined John Lennon. Let's be serious.
0: Yeah. So, it, it, it there's this thing where fans do this stuff. And, by the way, Packer fans have, been, um, have done this to a lot of his um, lady friends. And it's just not cool. Like, stop. Like, it's so annoying. Like, stop being that annoying. It's not that serious, bro. It's just football.
2: I'm going to swipe left also, but I'm going to have it from a different perspective, which is I don't blame anybody's personal relationships for poor performance on the field. I mean, it just so happens that the Packers looked terrible yesterday, and they made the New Orleans Saints look really, really great yesterday. But I thought what Aaron Rodgers said after the game was really interesting. This is, of course, after he put his hair back in his man bun. And I don't care how rich you are, how famous you are, how great you are. I had a man bun. I'm here to tell you, we all look terrible in the man bun. But Aaron Rodgers said yesterday, he's like, hey, it's, it's one game. Like, we played really badly. It's still only one game, and there are still 16 more games. Yes, Let's see what happens to the Packers before it's all said and done.
0: Well, remember, they, they got their butts kicked against Tampa in Tampa, and Aaron had a terrible game then, too. And, you know, it worked out okay after that. I think it was like week five or whatever it was last year. Yeah. And they, they still made it to the NFC title game. Like and they, he became they the
2: falling. MVP of the league.
0: Yeah, right. It'll work out. It'll be just fine. Uh, By the way, Jameis Winston and Sean Payton, I love that marriage. When I was filling in for Max a couple weeks ago, uh, I was all over that, like when they were debating this Taysom Hill thing. I'm like, Taysom Hill? Get the hell out of here with Taysom Hill. Give Jameis a real coach, and let's see what he can do. And and so far, so good.
2: Taysom Hill was a guy that was on the New Orleans Saints roster on the kickoff coverage team, and they figured out, you know what? He's too good of an athlete to let go. Let's find a way to use him. That's where this whole kind of this this Swiss Army knife position came. But he's not a real quarterback. He's a gimmick quarterback.
0: Yes, that's exactly what he is. He is a gimmick quarterback. Uh, All right. Speaking of gimmicks, our very popular gimmick, Radio Tinder, is done for today. Every day at 530. Make sure you listen to Radio Tinder. We got it because Lindsay brought it. Eight seven 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 ten espn I know we got a full board of calls, people that want to chime in on SC, uh, that people, you know, Clay Helton's been let go. Who do you want to see? Why? How do you feel about the Clay era? Did they waste too much time with this situation? 877-710-ESPN. If you, you're a UCLA fan, how are you feeling about this situation at the moment? Bring it strong. Give it to us at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Also, do you have performance anxiety in public restrooms? You know what I'm talking about. Spring it. We'll get to that. Plus, news on the NBA that you're going to want to be clinged to if you're a Laker fan. We'll explain in a moment.
6: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
0: Yeah, man. I, it's So every time I listen to Tupac, and I, I have... A lot of his songs in my phone um, I find myself just going like man I miss that dude and not only for his music obviously but just his social commentary like he's such a brilliant dude he was such a great artist like you know I'm sure many people our age kind of know how, how talented he was beyond just rapping and performing like he was an unbelievable dancer like he I, I believe he went to Juilliard. Like, he, he just was an incredible talent, man. And still to this day, you know, 25 years later, whenever it's been sorely missed, man.
2: 25 years is incredible. And it just reminds me, George, that this Saturday was September 11th, and it was the 20-year anniversary of 9 yeah. 2001. And... I took a picture this past Saturday with my four kids. We went to a bar to watch a football game uh, because my kids all know this quarterback from Notre Dame. He went to high school in San Diego. My kids all knew the guy. So we went to this bar to watch this game, and uh, we took a picture. And I realized that on September 11th, 2001, I had one child who was about six months old at that time. Right. And I looked at this picture, and I went, look at these kids, 21, 19, 17, 14. Wow, that, that's 20 years. That's how you you kind of measure the years. 25 years, flew like that. 20 years, the same deal. So shout out Tupac, and uh, shout out to everybody that was thinking about 9-11 this past Saturday.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously it happened in Vegas, and so Mike Tyson, after a Mike Tyson fight and all that. Speaking of Vegas, the Vegas Raiders are playing at the moment. And uh, in a scoreless battle with two minutes to go in the first quarter, we'll keep you up to date on how that's going. Speaking of the Raiders, though, in Vegas, you know, we were talking about Keyshawn the other day. We played that audio or whatever, where Keyshawn had Derek Carr in his top five. And I felt that was a little bit of a troll job. Like, and by the way, the Ravens just scored a long touchdown on a long touchdown run there.
2: Yeah, run right so, through the middle, right through the gut of the Raider defense.
0: Yeah, Ty, uh, Tyson Williams, uh, 35-yard TD run. And a lot of people now have him on his on their fantasy team because uh, Gus Edwards also went down. Uh, we all know J.K. Dobbins went down too for the Ravens. But you know, Keyshawn was mentioning Derek Carr was in his top five and elite quarterbacks, and I I just felt like that had to be a troll for Gruden because I, I don't see Derek Carr being a top five quarterback. Um, is he is he like top is he top five at anything though? Like individually, you know, Scott, you, you covered the NFL for a long time. Um, you played college football. You, you know, you were you are in training camps in the NFL. You know, I'm talking about arm strength, uh, accuracy, uh, anything. Like, is there anything you can look at Derek Carr and you say to yourself, that guy is elite at this particular skill set within the quarterback construct?
2: There's not one thing that I can think of, not one thing at all, that Derek Carr is a top five quarterback in the NFL, not in anything, not in 40-yard dash time, not in 225-pound bench press, not in throw the ball as far as you can throw it, not in terms of speed, not in terms of accuracy. Now, look, his whole perception could change, or at least my perception of him could change, if all of a sudden the Raiders became a winning team and maybe Derek Carr finds himself playing in a Super Bowl. My perception of Derek Carr is that he is a middle-of-the-road, average starting quarterback. And if I were the Raiders, you know, the one thing I'd be thinking about is i look at the rest of the division, George, and I'd say, okay, so Kansas City has the number one guy in the NFL, the Chargers have a young kid who's only in his second year who already looks like a superstar coming off of last year, what he did this past weekend in Washington. And while Denver doesn't really have their quarterback situation handled per se, Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty good this past weekend. Derek Carr just always looks to me like a middle-of-the-road guy. And, and so in, until he gets to the playoffs, that's how I'm going to perceive him, which, by the way, George, gets us right back to Matthew Stafford. I perceived Matthew Stafford the same way in Detroit. He's a good quarterback with really good stats, and he's a super tough, durable guy who can play through injuries. But all of that being said, he individually was unable to bring everybody else around him up to his level. Now it's football. It's not basketball. You know, and he's one guy in 11, and he played for a terrible franchise. All those things are true but he just couldn't elevate everybody. And now he's with the Rams where he doesn't necessarily have to because the Rams are used to winning and are accustomed to it, and they expect it. And there's the big difference for me.
0: Yeah, I I mean, look, I I just think that, you know, I I look at Matthew Stafford, though, compared to Derek Carr, like – Matthew Stafford's got a gun, bro. Like, like, that thing is should be illegal to carry. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> need a, like, need
2: a license to carry that thing. Yeah.
0: Like, seriously, dude. Um. So, I don't see Derek Carr that way. Like, I look, I look at Derek Carr and I think he overachieved in 2016 or whatever it was. And he's a good quarterback. Not a great one. Good in the sense of if... If you would have put Derek Carr on that Ravens team that Joe Flacco won the Super Bowl, they'd win the Super Bowl. He's that good. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, he, I think he's better than Joe Flacco was at that, at that point. But that team was like the perfect defense, basically, or one of the perfect defenses, like a perfect storm. And that's what you need. You need like a perfect storm. Ryan Tannehill is another one of those guys, even though he's a little more mobile than Derek Carr. Where, you know, Tennessee last year, lightning in a bottle. They got a great running game. They got a great offensive line, really good defense. And, you know, he's a good quarterback, just not a great one, in my opinion.
2: I always uh, always felt, though, like watching Derek Carr and watching him play in person, George, that one of the things that just drove me nuts about Derek Carr was how frequently he flicks the ball and throws off of his back foot. Now I'm not Peyton Manning breaking down the mechanics of a quarterback, but it doesn't take that much to see a guy throw off his back foot. And it's always something that drove me crazy about Derek Carr. I'm actually surprised since Gruden took over the Raiders that he's still the quarterback. I never thought this marriage would work. I agree. I'm not sure, it's working by the way because they haven't won anything. Yeah, but I agree. I'm still surprised that, that Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Raiders.
0: I agree. The big story today, we'll get back to it here in a minute, uh, is. Clay Helton fired at USC. We were talking about just some of the candidates. We'll get into some of that on the other side. But let me grab Paul in the Valley uh, who wants to talk about SC's situation. What's up, Paul? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, man, I just want to give a shout-out to Stanford
4: for putting it on uh, the Trojans like that. Uh, last week, you guys were taking calls, and uh, you know you were saying that SC fans were mad. And to tell you
0: the truth, bro, I don't even think it's the coach. I was watching that game, and they don't even really look that
4: good. Um, you know that quarterback. You know he he constantly throws it to that same receiver. I don't even know the catch name. That Drake London, dude. Yeah, Drake London.
0: And uh, their defense, man. I don't know. I don't know what the whole hype is about USC. But you know, I'm a UCLA fan, man. And I took the time to watch that game, and I knew Stanford was going to beat them. Uh, they just don't look that impressive to me, man. Sorry, Chad. yeah. No, well, right. appreciate
2: you. Listen, I, I agree with you. I mean, that that's my that was my point earlier today is that perception wise, Stanford really shouldn't be able to theoretically compete with the type of athlete that USC recruits and more often than not gets based on all these recruiting services and how they rank these recruiting classes. And yet, they just, it, I'm not so sure that they were poorly coached or if they're just not as good as advertised. I, I'm not sure well, yet. We're going to find let, out.
0: Let, let, let's dive into some more of that on the other side and open up the phones at 877 ESPN. We're going to be back in three minutes.